Welcome back to Surviving Our 20s podcast. My name's Michaela. My name's Izzy and this is episode five. And here on this podcast is where we talk about the good, the bad and sometimes the ugly that is surviving through your 20s. Talking about the uglies of your 20s, what is with everybody hating themselves? With everything like your looks, the way you act, the way you dress, the way you're just, you are sort of thing. Everyone's just mm-hmm. so self-downing in themselves. Yeah, I feel like, can that truck be quiet? How dare they? Yeah, really rude truck that I just gave the finger to. Um, we are in a car park, but that's fine. Well, yeah, as you guys know, we always love to record in our five-star studio record sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and although we're not in Izzy's gun safe slash closet slash recording studio, we are outside in a car looking at cars drive past. Mm, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's very romantic. Watching. I love a good people watch. Anyway, back to hating ourselves. Yeah, about to hate. Yes. <laughs> I just think a big part of it is social media. Like, we all know that when you see someone on Instagram, it's like, damn, they're skinny. Why am I not that skinny? And then you do stuff to try and fix yourself to feel that way. Yeah, it's like when you, like, self-sabotage yourself into, like, following these people and looking at all their posts, them in their, like, skinny little outfits, mm-hmm. working out, looks like it easy and breezy and it's like we've done this to ourselves because we are wanting to attain what they have yes exactly right is as long as you're saying fit and healthy and happy yes well. exactly it. overall happy with you your life yourself and everything so it was probably about a month ago i went and had a body scan and i told the dude i was like i want to lose a few kilos and he was like looking at my body scan he was like you, if you lose a few kilos that's just like unhealthy and i realized like Body dysmorphia is just a massive thing. Like, here I am hating myself, and then this dude's just like, no, nah, you're fine, just, like, stay stay fit and healthy and you'll be fine. I think it's about just changing the mindset. Like, after that happened, I kind of... I have a good fitness support group around me. Well, yeah, it's the good thing that you're doing now is you're bringing the fun aspect to working out. So, like, a lot of people, they'll, like, oh, I've got to go to the gym, oh, I've got to work out, and they'll feel shit about it Mm. but you're in a mindset now that you're like I want to go work out because it's fun I'm doing it with Bianca we get to work out not necessarily just in a gym we go on walks we go on hikes Mm. even though it's like the earliest times in the morning when the sun's still down (laughs) see that is like my recommendation to anyone if you're listening and you want to find that motivation I so recommend just finding someone to do it with so I feel you know, I'll have a long day of work. I'll feel pretty crap. And then Bianca will be like, hey, gym at 8 p.m. And I'll be like, mm, okay. And I get there. And then after I do the session, I'm like, shit, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm feeling great. Not just about my body, but in my mindset too. So it's just great to train with someone to, like, keep really just keep you going. And you've also turned this, like, negative as well into such a big positive. Yeah. And I could also see, like the mentally as well, you're way better. Like, you're much more in a positive, happier Mm, position yeah. which is great Spot <sighs> sorry you guys know that we were in a car park so i just punched her because i saw a yellow car come that's so unfair i'm watching now yeah but yeah so i think that really just involves our motto of the good the bad and the ugly of your 20s because i had i had the bad i had the ugly and, and now I, you've got the good i've turned it into a good yeah all my friends have personal me. growth yay like i said I love my friends. You know who you are if you've helped me go from this ugly to the good, and I really appreciate it. What has been happening in your life? Have you had any good, bad, or ugly? Well, not as big of a revelation that you've had, but life's going pretty good. Still at uni, getting into like the harder part of the semester with like assessments coming in. Everyone knows that drama of 
being a student and having to do gross assignments but pushing through it trying to get it done got an assignment due in two days and have you started it. it i have the first paragraph slash sentence done look that's that's something though that's improving because i always used to do my assignment the night of so i've improved because i've started two days earlier oh, you're growing up michaela look Thank she's you. almost 21 i literally am in 21 i'm gonna be in like six days also please make sure you wish her a happy birthday Oh, because thanks. this this will be released the day before her birthday, so yes, it will don't be. Forget. But yeah, nothing else that exciting. So assignments may not be fun, but talking about fun is our Instagrams, to be honest. Yeah, our socials always fun content. So don't forget to follow us. So the podcast is at Surviving Our Twenties Podcast on Instagram, and my personal Instagram is at Izzy Patron underscore, and my Instagram simple. It's just at Michaela Wilkie. So, also talking about fun, we had so much of it recording this episode with this guest that we have coming up. She's funny, she's a creative, she's an all-around an amazing person, and it was an absolute joy to have her on this podcast. But yeah, so this is going to be a great episode. I know this lovely lady from work, but she's hopefully going off on some creative adventure soon, which you will hear all about. Yeah, this girl's going places. Now, while you guys are listening to this episode, we're actually going to go watch a movie. We sure are. So please welcome the guest for episode five, Rora! Hello, Rora, and welcome to the podcast. We're very excited to have you on. Hello. Thank Hi. you. Thank you for coming on this episode. No worries. <laughs> I very unashamedly um, volunteered myself for this. No, but we totally wanted you on it. So you and I met through work. Yes. How long have you been working at the pub for? Uh, it's probably been about four and a half years. Wow. Yeah, I know. Four and a half years. Yeah. What so a commitment. That's, that's a, a big commitment. I mean, it's it's a good place to work, so. Yeah. So the majority of my If any of your bosses are listening, it's a great place to work. <laughs> it is. Fabulous. <laughs> no, they're actually being truthful. No, it, not even yeah, being it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes aside, it is. <laughs> So not only do you do some awesome bar work and trivia work at the pub, Mm -hmm. but you're also a pretty creative artist. So can you tell us a bit about your work and what you do on that side of it? Correct. Um, Yes. So I'm going to try and not say um all the time. (laughs) So my practice kind of started, I've always wanted to make art always, and I started uni as being a Bachelor of Education, thinking how can I work art into my professional life? I can maybe be an English and art teacher, um, and that's, I guess, typical of every artist, is how can I make art without doing the hard work and trying to <laughs> be a full-time artist, because, yeah. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, so I started my Bachelor of Education and just decided, no, I'm going to pursue art full-time, and I changed it to a Bachelor of Creative Arts, <clears throat> and that really just kind of brought it out of me, and... Yeah, made me think, no, yeah, I can do this. I can I can be a full-time artist. And so I'm right on the edge now where I'm thinking, oh, when, when is the time to take the leap and go into it full-time and, you know, leave my casual job? And, yeah, just kind of there now. Oh, I was meant to tell you about my practice, wasn't I? <laughs> so um, I do ceramics, and that includes, like, conceptual sculptures and also functional pottery. So you're saying you went into that creative arts, but what got you to realise you like to do like the pottery and stuff like that? Or have you always kind of done something? Yeah, well, so in the degree, they, they do, there's printmaking, drawing, painting, ceramics, uh, something, sculpture. 
So I just got really interested in ceramics doing the introductory course to that and thought, yep, I'm going to do that, focus full time on that in my degree. And um, the functional wares kind of come out as, you know, I need a bread and butter item. I need to make money and I need to sell things consistently. So yeah, that's where I was like, oh, I'll make some functional stuff and do markets and to support the conceptual artwork. I think that's like the most profitable too, is like the functional <laughs> yeah. like pottery stuff. Cause like everyone needs a mug. Yeah, everyone that's true. Needs a yeah. And it's really like, um, trending at the moment. Yeah. People I've seen so it. many pottery TikToks. I feel like that's the, I'm gone down like a pottery rabbit hole. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that, that, um, like shirtless guy that makes yeah. <gasps> But I feel like his TikToks aren't because he makes pottery. No, hundred percent is I'm not looking at the pottery. Shirtless and using his hands. <laughs> using his hands. Yes. There's actually but. a female potter that I follow as well. And she just wears like the craziest things. Doesn't get a speck of clay on them. Always like, are you even an artist if you're not messy? Uh, I know. I, I walk out of the <laughs> studio covered in clay, and she walks away making five mugs, and she's in this like tight, <laughs> short dress, like side side saddle at the wheel, not even like fully <laughs> doing uh, it properly. But wow. everything she makes is perfect. So, so you mentioned your studio. Tell us a bit about that. Yes. So, uh, we've so my mum actually did the degree with me as well. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I did a year of it and I said, hey, mum, who has been an artist her whole life, you should really do this degree. It's great. And so she jumped in and I finished last year. She finished this year. And so we're working on the studio together. So slowly. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, is the rest of your family like creative as well? Um, funny story, actually, <laughs> the third year into my degree, I convinced Indy to enroll. Oh, really? Yeah, my sister. So we were all enrolled in the course at one point. And Indy decided, oh, no, this isn't for me. But she had a go. Yeah, she had a go. She had a red hot go. Um, she had fun. So, yeah, now at home, me and mum, both budding ceramicists, um, working on getting the studio all sorted. And I've got a kiln now, got a pottery wheel, um, and now we're just working on buying materials and you could have like a little family. family business going yes so we want to call the place summer home studios oh that's cute, that's cute. good name you reckon good name. trademarked <laughs> no yeah, one takes you death <laughs> so if your mum is creative then did that kind of influence you to then go from that teaching degree to something like creative arts yeah for sure i mean mum has professionally pursued art for a long time so she when i was growing really small she was a painter and selling lots of paintings and um then she's owned a couple galleries a couple shops so yeah she's always really tried to break into that um industry as well and kind of always like done it for a couple years and then gone on to something else because that didn't really work so hopefully this is a thing that will work so because you have some years experience in it now too and your mum also has all of that do you know is it a hard industry to get into not just to sell but to learn from it and everything Mm, it is it really is i mean there's kind of two paths you can go down and i'm trying to go down both (laughs) (laughs) so there's the conceptual artist path which um is pretty difficult you've really got to be committed to your work be really good at talking about your work writing about it really um put your work out there and push it and apply for heaps of things and you know to apply for shows sometimes and competitions and grants and there's a lot of writing involved in that and then uh, 
I guess with the functional side of stuff, you, I'm really trying to get a presence online because mm. a lot of successful potters have found success that way. And in, Instagram is great. It's free, you know. Free advertising. Yeah. yeah, I've done a few Instagram sales um, last year. So when I was coming out of the degree, I had all this stuff that I'd made and just mugs and bowls. And I did a sale on Insta- my Instagram story and made like $2,000. Wow. Cool. But then I sold everything and I didn't have a kilom anymore. And I was like, ah, crap, I don't have anything. So yeah, that's what this year has been. Just like, how come you sold your kiln and stuff? Oh, no. So I was using the uni kiln and I'd finished my degree. And Right. So it wasn't of... until after you graduated that you were like, all right, I'm going to get my own stuff. Yeah. And it's very expensive. So my pottery wheel was $1,400. Wow. Yikes. No. It's very hard to get a secondhand one because they just sell instantly. Do they make a lot of them? Like, are there a lot of places that sell that sort of stuff? Yeah, I got mine from Brisbane. There's a clay supply shop there. A clay supply shop? Yeah. That sounds cool. That'll do it. Shout out Milton Pottery Supplies. Woo. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Well, sponsor Rora. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, with your whole creative process, what do, what gets the juices flowing to make a piece? Yeah. So that's, that's a good Put question. on some Fleetwood Mac. Put... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so with, like, the sculptures that I've got, um, they, the concept for those were kind of just pulled out of me. So I started doing the art degree full-time, and there's a lot of focus on, you know, making a, a finished piece of artwork and having a concept behind it. And it kind of, it came out of me indirectly, but in my past I've had sexual trauma, and that really came out in my work. Um, so just a lot of feelings around that first initially. And then, um, over the three years of my degree, it turned into a full body of work and it was real me being really introspective and thinking, you know, how, how can I make something with physical presence that is, you know, kind of abstract bodily, but also uncomfortable to look at, but also really playful to look at. So that's kind of where that came from sort of pushes the boundaries in in yeah. a way with an emotional aspect as well which is really cool because i was looking at some of your pieces i was yeah. like intense <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's just that's kind of it it was very like healing and confronting but you know if you've got some drama in your past the best way to get through it is to confront it so. it kind of sounds like it's a safe space for you too like when you're doing it you're calm because yeah. not only like you might be thinking about that stuff but mm-hmm. you're just getting it out like you can get that emotion out into the pieces that you're doing as well yeah definitely it's therapeutic definitely in a way I yeah think. yeah for sure yeah and that was a big part of it through the degree. free therapy yeah <laughs> it really was I was kind of battling a couple years in I thought oh should I really go to talk to someone about this stuff and I thought nah you know dealing with it on my own in my own time and it just really helped I mean I got a lot better at talking about it yeah so first year of the degree when the concepts were kind of coming out in my work, I couldn't talk about it at all. I just couldn't, couldn't even think about it. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, boo, woo, women are awesome. And, you know, a lot of men suck because <laughs> they rape people. But, mm. you know. They really do suck. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's a lot easier to talk about now. That's good that you found something like that, though, to yeah. just feel free in that. Yeah, for sure. So then do you feel like creativity more involves putting your heart and soul into that work or do you kind of just let your mind run free or is it a yeah. bit, of, bit of both? Um, It is a bit of both. I mean, 
uh, with art, you, you can let your mind run free to an extent. I mean, some artists are really maximalist in their work and they make really crazy detailed stuff, which works for them. But I guess with ceramics, you have a lot of limitations, um, as in the structure of a work. You know, a lot of things will work, a lot of things won't work, depending on how it's made, how much you can put in, how heavy will the piece be, will it be transportable, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So for my limitations, I made some pretty large works about a, a metre tall, the bigger one, and that was pretty much the limit for me transportation-wise because mm -hmm. I couldn't really think about making anything bigger. Also, you're restricted by the size of the kiln mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, um, I let my r mind run free to an extent that... Until it's impractical, I guess. Yeah, you gotta gotta think of practically how everything's gonna like, yeah. like you said, transport and stuff. Because like, yeah. can't put like a six foot tall like art piece mm -hmm. in the back of like your Toyota Camry or something. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what if someone were to ask something from you for mm -hmm. something bigger? Would you? Um, I could probably make it in sections and then like construct it after firing it. So I guess, yeah. But I mean. It's really hard to make big stuff. It takes a long time. Yeah. So they'd have to pay a monumental amount of money. I was would... going to ask, what is the time frame like? Mm -hmm. Like, compared, so, like, how long does it take to make a mug? And a how mug. long does it take to make, like, that meter sculpture that you said? Mm. So that sculpture, halfway through building it, I went to Japan for a couple of weeks, and I came back, so I had to really wrap it up. Mm. Um, but that one probably took, hmm, maybe five five sessions of making and a few hours at a time so maybe 15 hours of making wow and then you have to take it to the kiln bring it back out of the kiln so carry it which was really intense i had an awesome lecturer at the time um dan elborn he's a great artist in melbourne um but he lifted the whole thing himself <laughs> taking it out of the kiln wow. hulk <laughs> oh it was pretty scary to watch um but yeah, time frame wise, that thing would have taken a couple months with the firings. And then a mug, I could, well, now I've got my own kiln and it's really fast and efficient. Um, I could probably, a week for a mug. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty quick. Well, yeah, the kiln, like the firing and stuff process, that takes, because I remember I made a, I made some pottery in year, oh, year cool. nine art class. Yeah. <laughs> Not to brag. <laughs> got an A minus on it, but anyway. Um, and it took like, I had to, I think, oh, it took like three, I had to give it like three or four goes in like that kilny thing. Cause yeah. yeah it, you have to do it like back and forth, don't you? Like yeah. you put one piece and then put it back in, stuff yeah. like that. Yes. But yeah, I remember mine, it was a whale's, whale's vase and it had a really big whale tail on Do you top. still have it at home? Ooh, I bet mine has her pens in it. Nah, no, she would never use it. I was like, you can use it, put it on your, like your heart and like oh, present no, it's it. It's too precious. I can't it was, use it. Was, it. You know, I, it was funny because you have to put like a concept on it. I just yeah. decided to draw whales on it. I think I watched Free Willy in like my English class. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put a whale on it. Yeah, why not? It so, was so fun. me being not very creative in this aspect, yeah. kiln, is yeah. that like... It's an oven it, that goes really, 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 really hot for your pottery. And then... Like what, a pizza what do you call, oven for vases. What do you call mm. the thing where you actually like mould it and use your hands and stuff? Or do you not have to... Oh, like... Is that not pot... A wheel? Like coil building? I did the coil building thing. Yeah. But the, you know, were the hands like in that show? Is it like ghost. in the movie Ghost? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's a wheel, that's, isn't it? That's throwing. That's a pottery wheel and throwing the clay. So have you, you ever had it? the ghost experience, you know, with Demi Moore and Patrick? Like you're both. Well, I've taught a couple people how to do a few things. And yeah, that's a very gross moment. <laughs> I would just okay, put the give me your hands. On. I'm just going to like 
put my hands on your hands for a second. Let's rub this together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I love that. <laughs> besides like pottery and sculptures, how else do you get your creative juices out? Like, yeah. what, what else do you do? Um, I make books. Yeah. You make, like... So in printmaking at uni, they uh, one aspect of the course is learning um, how to bind books and make books and book covers. So I've made a couple of really weird collage books this year. Uh, I've got one in a show in Toowoomba at Lasso Gallery at the moment called Spacey Wasey Bookie Books. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Just, you know, something fun. So it's basically just a book filled with collage images of mushrooms and space and... That's I, sick. Yeah, I made some <laughs> um, see-through pages with like clear cellophane and put sequins in them. So it's yeah, pretty So cool. I feel like if you're completely sober reading that, you would not feel sober? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I like that. If I'm... you were not sober, that would be a wild time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I would never think of printmaking and stuff as an art form, but it, yeah. I guess in a way it, it is. It definitely is. I wouldn't sure. have never thought of that. This yeah. is. It's really cool that you can do something like that, though, because... And you did say pottery is a bit bigger at the moment, but there mm. might be moments where it's not, so you can branch yeah. yourself into these other aspects. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking too. Like, if I'm making now and, you know, Christmas period is really busy for selling and people wanting to buy stuff, um, what do I, you know, if I leave my job and then Christmas is really busy, how is it going to level out mm. after busy periods and how will I make it economical and sustainable to do full time? So I'm thinking probably workshops would be good Ooh. for that. So I've done one, and I'm about to do another one on September 1st. Yeah, Ooh. so I had a group of... Field trip. Really yeah. quickly, how can people see that workshop if people want to go? Or? Um, I'm just going to another lady at the moment who already has a group of people um, right. that wants to do it. So she kind of outsourced me. Um, but I will be hosting and doing my own workshops, hopefully in the next 12 months. Ooh. Um, so yeah, you can reach out. Could uh, be like a sip and dip. You know, yeah. The, the oh, things but mm, pottery. Yes. <gasps> mm-hmm. Trademarked. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> Don't was, steal it. I was thinking eventually maybe a blaze and glaze. Oh! <laughs> There's so many My mind's blown. Trademarked again times two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. You know, when it's legal. <laughs> when, when it's legal. If it gets legal. Yeah. Okay. So I also noticed we were at a hen's weekend the recently yes. and we were playing a game where we had to draw and I cannot draw for shit, but like your drawings were beautiful. So oh, thank you. you can you draw as well or you just happen to be good at that. Yeah. So when I went into the degree, I went for drawing and I thought, ah, oh, maybe I'll be a tattoo artist if I'm not going to be an art teacher and if I'm going to do art full time, maybe I can, you know, do tattoos and do it that way. So before I did the module that was, you know, Introduction to Ceramics, I was really focused on drawing for that time. Yeah. And so you have a bunch of tattoos on you. Did you design any of them? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. So I tend to go to the same artist, and he's amazing. But I did the, this one Whoa. here. Sorry, um, I'm just looking at her, her arm right now, and it's very <laughs> intense. I like it. That one's actually a, um, a pot shape of mine. So that's How the last cool one. That's so cute. Yeah, I sent the picture of the pot to my artist and I said, can you do like a spacey piece of pottery? Um, and he did. And I said, can you use this vibe? And yeah, it's my vibe. Is that like your like your vibe aesthetic sort of thing is like space and stuff? I'm yeah. sort of I'm sort of putting two and two together. Yeah. I'm feeling like that's the <laughs> sort of thing you go down. Yeah, I've just yeah. started making space mugs. So I'm really into mm. it and I just want to really push that and 
you know, find. So a lot of it is trying to find your signature kind of style. So if someone were to see one of my mugs, they'd be like, I know who made that. That was this chick, which, you know, a lot of really um, popular potters on Instagram, they all have a real signature look about Yeah, I've, I've noticed that as well because when, when we went to Typo and you pointed out a mug and you were like, you know, they've copied this off yeah. someone. So, I mean, that's not, that's not a good thing. Yeah. But it's good that everybody has their vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like a, their own personal, like, brand yes. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. For that's sure. important when you're in the creative industry mm-hmm. is because there's so many people that do that. Yeah. Just copy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really just need to make yourself known in what you do. Yeah. Well, my next question is, um, with all the sculptor, sculptures that you've had in your art piece, have you ever had, like, a raunchy piece? Like A, a raunchy piece? Yeah, like, like I'm just going to put that out there. Have you ever made, like, a penis stars or something? Like, you know, when you're, like, Ooh. in the pottery wheel and you could, like, or coil? Have or you ever made even, a, like, yes. you know how candles at the moment are, like, the, the body boobie. shapes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have body as well, not just boobies. <laughs> body as well, not just boobies. <laughs> I mean, you could just... Could just do boobs. Anyway, yeah. Have you- anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, my work is pretty bodily, and I do a lot of uh, like I make a lot of clay fingers and stick them to my work as well. I looked at that one. I was um, stalking you in the room last night, and um, there was the one when when you get that mosquito bite or something. Yeah. yeah and I was like, oh my god, I know what that means. I, I can I can sort of see it. I was like, oh, relatable. Yeah. But yeah. So. So I guess it depends on how you look at the work. So it can be a bit raunchy, but directly raunchy I haven't but I know there are a lot of artists that do so actually another workshop idea I have um, for the future is hosting hen- hens parties mm. and do make your own dildo night <gasps> trademark times three because <laughs> you'd have so many people interested in that because it is quite creative and you could take it home <laughs> I yeah, think that's, 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 home. that's the idea do you think you would make the dildo and then leave no, it no I would just put it no <laughs> Or it was like what? 700 No, I put it on a as a centerpiece in my in my house. Like you first walk in, you're like, this, this is, is my art. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd name it. Important <laughs> important question though. I feel like this is stupid, but it's also like makes sense. Could you? You wouldn't be able to use it, right? If oh, you if it's out of clay, you for sure could. So you have to put like a seal protector. People have on glass something. dildos, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so like as, the crystally looking one. Yeah, in the in the making process with ceramics, what you do is you put it through a firing, and it's um, I guess it's it's called bisqueware and it's really dry and it's really it will really absorb anything you put on it and then you like dip it in some glaze and glaze in the kiln paints the glass. So yeah, that's how food safe items are made, like really shiny. Oh, yeah. that makes so it's much a layer sense. Of glass <laughs> over the clay. Yeah. So oh, yes, you would. Be I know where we're it. going, Michaela. Oh, hundred percent. I'm making <laughs> I'm making a clay dildo. I'm just just yeah. gonna say it. Yeah. Would you like? use your hands to shape that or do you have you know how most often molds. they have like the molds where mm. you can oh i probably wouldn't want to do like a super realistic mold or anything <laughs> with like, like veins and stuff <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> probably like uh just a smooth, bring your own mold. A smooth item that you can paint and make beautiful and... oh we could oh, yeah. paint it oh pretty colors yeah i'd make mine like rainbow stripes face on the end <laughs> <laughs> a little smiley face just two big googly eyes at the bottom <laughs> You can definitely see who the creative one is here. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's not us. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're going to put googly eyes on a dildo and call it art. And veins. <laughs> and yeah. veins. So I know we were just in that happy attitude just then, mm-hmm. but just to dim it down a bit, yeah. has COVID affected your work in any way? Uh, I guess so. So last year was my the last year of my degree and I was, you know, as a practicing like art student, 
you really need the studio. You mm. rely heavily on the um, facilities at uni, so I didn't have a kiln. That's when I bought my wheel, so I could make it home, but then I had to transport everything up to uni, and there were no um, on-campus classes or anything like that. So that was pretty... That was pretty shit. Yeah, practical learning was shit <laughs> yeah. during that time because you're like, how can I do all this stuff over Zoom? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you're using your hands, but, like, can't do that through a computer. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so there sucks. was Zoom for lectures and stuff, but, yeah, just the making part. A lot of – so I was really used to the social aspect of being in the studio and, you know, interacting with other artists all the time and had none of that um, in person, obviously. So, yeah, it did impact my making. Um, I probably, I didn't get much one-on-one time with my lecturer and he was a really great wheel thrower. So I didn't really get that much better. (laughs) It probably also helped you, though, in the way that you could learn to promote through social media more because that's probably what you relied on as well. Yeah. And I couldn't get out and show people, so, like, this is my stuff. Yes, and a lot of people have really conned to social media um, especially over the past couple of years because of COVID, you know, if I can't see you in person, this is how I'm going to interact. And yeah, so social media became pretty, pretty important. Again, free advertising. It's the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Do you have a TikTok? I don't have a TikTok. <gasps> you should so make one. You should definitely make one. I think that's, I think that's, it's because like when I watch people do like their pottery or even just art in general, it's so cool because you actually get to like watch the process of mm. people making yeah. like, um, sculptures and stuff because i have seen like people have ordered stuff through tiktok and then um they've recorded them making the piece that they're making oh, for wow. you and it's such a cool like connection it's between personal. the yeah really a really yeah. personal connection i really think that's something you should get on board because like cool. making all those tiktok cool is getting very big at the moment it so is. i feel like you should jump on it while it is big mm. especially I while guess, the pottery trend's going i guess i'm kind of i don't know scared about it i feel like oh no that's just for People younger than me. I feel no, like you I'm never know unless now. unless you try though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, 26. I'm I'm so old. <laughs> but it really feels that way. I feel like in my 20s, it's really the time where I've realized, oh, I'm not invincible. You know, you yeah, start sure. to feel. Yeah, 26 is like and... actual adult age. Right. I feel like anything under 25, you're like, I'm still young. I'm still yeah. a teenager. Um, I'm just picturing. Does. I've kind of like sort of zoned out for like one second, but I'm picturing your like a, your content on TikTok already, like because you're in that space, <laughs> like that space sort of yes. like aesthetic. Yeah. You could be like, like that could be like a whole thing. Like you could be like in like an astronaut suit, like making like pottery or something. I mean, that'd be wow, epic. Wow, like <laughs> there's that one dude that's shirtless in his world. You just like, have like a astronaut. massive fucking astronaut helmet on. You can't see. Oh my god, you could be like the person that like you never take like you're like marshmallow oh, the marshmallow. DJ. I yes. no one knows what I look like. Yes. Uh, trademark times four. I feel like you <laughs> do have, not steal it. Trademark. You'd have to have the whole bodysuit on though because you have like tattoos. tattoos. That you yeah. Know, so you'd have the whole. Or well, you could be like Daft Punk. Like they only they just wore like black turtlenecks and then just had the like a morph suit. Yeah. yeah. I'll Daft Punk it. On, yeah. On TikTok. <gasps> I feel like this has gone from a podcast episode to a business meeting. Yeah. This is like a <laughs> content plan, collaboration. Yeah, we're going to plan thing. your TikTok now. Yeah. Okay. You've got so. your Instagram. We've got your TikTok. Yes. Yeah. We'll run it. We'll run it. Yeah. Easy. So talking about COVID, you mm-hmm. were meant to have your wedding a few months ago. Yeah. But we had that classic Brisbane snap mm-hmm. lockdown. Mm-hmm. Good old how, pandemic. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that? What happened and how did it affect you? Yeah. So my husband and well, I, we did get married. <gasps> Congratulations. <laughs> side, side note: We did get married. We just went to the clubhouse with two witnesses, um, a few days before our wedding day. So, um, 
yeah, we were planning it for about a year. We were having it at my house, getting a, we'd paid for a giant marquee to come, um, getting like caterers from work to come, got the, got the photographer paid for, uh, what else? Oh, heaps of stuff. Like we got everything sussed, all the hire equipment. And then, yeah, it was, uh, I think Sunday night at work and my wedding was meant to be the following Saturday. And I was working in the gaming room and Corey, my partner, had called me on my break and said, oh, Brisbane's doing a soft lockdown, just so you know. And I freaked out. And yeah, I went back to work after my break and I was just anxious and panicking. What if, you know, what if everything locks down? What if I have to cancel my wedding? And yeah, I just had to go in the office and cry for a bit. And Sonia gave me an awesome hug. <laughs> you know, her Sometimes you need a so hug for good. it. Yeah, so I was pretty upset. Um, so the next day when we decided, when the lockdown got a bit more severe and we decided, oh, okay, we're probably going to have to cancel. I was kind of ready for it, expecting it. And it feels really normal now. So I'm at the age where a lot of my friends are getting married or have been married very recently. So, yeah, there was a lot of people around me that had already had to postpone or cancel mm. their wedding. So, so they were right to help you fill in. And... Yeah, and I guess I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just one one of the many. Mm. So, Did you think about, like, the possibilities of this, you know, like – in the months leading up to it because we weren't really in lockdown territory at yeah. all around then so you, you didn't have I to really think about it. I really didn't think about Please it. Please tell me some of it was refundable. Uh, we have just told the companies that the hire company that uh, we'll reschedule. So. Yeah, so you plan to have like a at this, yeah. celebration more. Just a I think yeah. big, big blowout party. Yeah, then. at this point we're well, going to do that. Hopefully Brisbane slash Lockyer Valley gets its shit together and you can still do that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it sounds like you had a lot planned. <laughs> yeah. And you really Stop. don't want it to go down the drain. I was going to hold a dance contest <gasps> where Corey and I could be the judge and pick a winner and I was going to give him a giant vase that's oh. a dancey pants and uh, it's <sighs> Yeah. Well, I still will. You can still, still do will. that. Everything will still happen. Yes. yes. Positive vibes. You just got to give it yeah. some time. Positive mm-hmm. vibes circulating the podcast dungeon right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I see that's why it's hard, but I think it's always important to have other options for everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Just because now now we've realized that shit can happen last minute. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But it's good that you still got to do what you want to. Yeah. You didn't get the big celebration, but you still got to married. be with your <laughs> yeah. with your partner now, husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was your your family were the witnesses? Because Indy was Indy. It, Indy was one, and Corey's older brother was meant to be the other one. So he'd come up from Sydney. He lives in Sydney with his partner. Um, a f- oh, probably a week before, like they got up just before they thought, oh shit, it feels like Sydney's about to lock down, so we'll leave. So they came up. Um, and then it was announced after they'd come up that if you're in these areas in the past 14 days, you should be quarantining and oh, no. they're already up here. So he wasn't even going to walk into a government building and, mm. you know, yeah. sign as a witness. So we last minute got our close friend Shane to, to sign. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And he actually, so we were or, always going to get married in the courthouse with two witnesses. And then Shane was running a, like a ceremony at home. For all the guests and for us, and we wanted to share our vows there at home and not at the courthouse. So the courthouse is meant to be just like a non-event, you know, go in your casual clothes, sign the paper, and then have the wedding. Do all the, the paperwork house. sort of stuff. Yeah. The businessy yeah. stuff. That, that is actually real cute, though. Yeah. And at least you still, it wasn't like a, oh, we have to go to the courthouse now. It was like, we'll go in there anyway, you know. Now yeah. we can just dress a bit pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, was going to wear one of Indy's dresses. 
my sister, and Corey brought me home sushi because he worked from that morning, and I was eating the sushi in the dress and I got mayo on it. Oh, <laughs> oh that's not funny. Um, I got mayo on it, and I thought. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to wear my wedding dress. So we I was going to say, up. I was like, please tell me you wore your wedding yeah. dress. Yeah, yeah, we did. <gasps> that, that worked out, though. Yeah, it worked out. It did. And it was a good day. So I would have, like, if I was to get married first, but if I was going to get married in the courthouse, I would still just go with full out. I don't care. Like, yeah. I'd have, like, a flower girl still walk me down. I'll have some petals. <laughs> I'll throw some shit. And then, like, have the some... people working at the courthouse. Oh, 100%. Can, can you please, please throw yeah. petals? Like, <laughs> I would I not want to do that. I don't care. From movies, it's my day. From movies, they're just, like, poor attitudes in there and they're just like stand get out of the way was that what it was like it or? was so they took us to an actual courtroom usually they use a conference room or mm. something um and we ended up taking our vows that we'd written and asked can we share our vows and the guy was like oh okay yeah i guess we can work them in there um but without us sharing our vows it probably would have only taken five to ten minutes it was mm. very quick that's so funny like the biggest commitment that you could prep pretty much do yeah. in your life and it's going to take five minutes <laughs> yeah so like you're now you... like a like a, a unit and that that yeah. it, i swear it would take more to like rent a house like do like a yeah. meeting than For just sure. get it married so easy and so quick mm. felt too easy we could just everyone should do it what get married yeah just go you could probably go up to the courthouse and get married like, you know <laughs> you want to do it let's do it <laughs> we're getting married <laughs> we're gonna record it oh my god think of the content Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have any sort of creative advice for people you know just getting into their 20s or mm-hmm. just creatives anything like that yeah i would say um do it if you feel silly for wanting to pursue art don't because it is a legitimate career um i guess growing up in a society that doesn't really appreciate art as a career choice it's hard and scary but definitely do it and it's never too late either never too late to study or you don't even have to study like go to a workshop book a book a class just do it it's fun it's awesome now being at the wise old age of 26 yes um <laughs> so, wise. Yeah, so wise um what is just some general general advice for people like us that are only in well i know for me i'm only just starting out my 20s what's just some life advice that you could give our oh, listeners and us the next six years of your life are going to be pretty intense oh thanks <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> a lot a lot of self-discovery will happen and you'll start Yikes. to care less about what other people think of you and that is honestly the best thing that probably happened for me is just really not caring about what people think and being me like putting myself out there unapod- unapologetically dorky you know, just do you. Yes, that's yeah. a way to go. Embrace your dorkiness. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so embracing your dorkiness, do you have any sort of embarrassing stories for us from your 20s? That you yeah, just... we love to hear that. Yeah. Any just story. Just level out into your life. Tell okay. us about yourself. Oh, okay. There's this one time. I do not remember where we were going or where we were coming from. But Indy and I, I was driving because Indy couldn't drive at the time. And we had to stop for fuel. I mean, one of my old... Um, a shitbox cars that I had before I got a good car and I got out fueled up went to pay and my bank card had expired oh no okay. and at that time I was probably just 20 at that time so I still had so a we didn't have account. a back uh, backup card because yeah, no one does in their 20s didn't have another bank account like no. why would I and we need the one yeah <laughs> and it was uh, 
so my mum set up this account for me when I started working when I was about 15. So it was still an account that was linked to mum's. And Indy had the same the same kind of deal. So her card also expired that no. day. <laughs> I went back to the What car. are the chances? Yeah, and I said, can you pay for my fuel? Uh, I don't have any money on me, no cash, because he has cash. Mm. Can't get cash out because my bank card's expired. <laughs> and Indy checks her and she goes, ah, oh, no, mine's expired too. Oh, okay what's gonna happen here i've never been at a fuel station without any means of paying like yeah. what do i do just and sing out the front put your hat on the floor and just start banging out yeah, some tunes yeah i went up to the cashier and i said uh so this is the situation what do i do can i go home which was at that i think it was only 10 minutes down the road mm. can i go home and come back and this guy is like I just work here, like, but I know I'm not meant to let you just leave. Pay, pay for it. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't call anyone else to come. I can't remember why. There was a reason I couldn't contact anyone. My, my phone must have been dead or something. So I had to leave something as collateral to go get money and come back. And I didn't have anything of value. Not of a course. single thing of value in my car. My shitbox car. I'm 20 years old. I have nothing. But I had my sister. <laughs> <laughs> the most valuable thing you had in the car. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I said to India, I was, I said, uh, I don't have anything to leave as collateral except you. <laughs> except you. Oh. <laughs> so she, my younger sister, had to sit in the fuel station and wait for me to go home, get some money, and come back and pay. How long did? You it probably would have only taken what twenty five minutes, but still. That oh, poor Indy! I could picture her in that situation too. I know she would have just been sitting there, all cute, like when resistance <laughs> come back. <laughs> you know what? That this reminds me of. Have you guys ever seen the movie Little Miss Sunshine? When no, she gets yes. left at the um, yes. left at the um petrol station, yes. they have to run back, and she jumps in the van. Have you not seen? I Little think Miss I Sunshine? need to watch. It is a really good movie and very. Abigail, sad and what's great. her name? Abigail Brenton or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch. It's a sad, sad movie. and funny. Steve Carell's in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to watch it. Okay. But yeah, that's I'm what fine. that's all I'm picturing. You, she's just standing there at the front, just looking like a sad puppy in a window. Just, When's <laughs> someone gonna pick me up? Yeah. I think I cried when I came back. Oh, oh that's so sweet. Oh, you yeah. would have had a cute little hug. Yeah. Like I missed you. And she was like, whatever, I'll leave mine. Like, don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Don't do this again. God. Yeah. Basically. Well, thanks for that insight into your life. Oh, that's okay. Um, so we're reaching the end now. Do you want to plug any socials where yeah. we can find all your creative work? Yes. So uh, my social media, I don't have Facebook or anything, but I do have Instagram. Um, soon TikTok. I yeah, I was going to say, uh, TikTok in the making. Yeah, in the making. But on Instagram, my hash, what is it? What's it called? My your, your user. My user. Yeah. My at, 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 it's, well, that's what we say. It's at something. Yeah, what's it called? So it's at Rora Elwell. So R O R A underscore L W E L E double L. And then I will have a link to my website on there probably in the next couple of days. Ooh, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, and an online store. <gasps> oh my God, I'm going oh. to do some shopping. <laughs> Definitely check her out, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much, Rora, for joining episode five of Surviving Our 20s podcast. We have loved having your bright and bubbly personality. Thanks for having me. Here in this gun safe today. <laughs> oh yeah, guys, we didn't tell you. We're in our um, very expensive, very professional podcast studio, aka the... Wardrobe slash gun safe. Technically, it is very expensive because I have a lot of clothes in here. You have about yes. 
like six rails of clothing in here. It was mm. nerve-wracking stepping into the safe and closing the safe door behind me. <laughs> I did ask her, I said, please close the safe door behind you. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> yeah, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We hope this episode has also got your creative juices flowing. I'm going to make some pottery. Mm-hmm. I don't have a wheel, but I'm going to make some. <laughs> you don't, don't forget to follow us on Instagram too, at Surviving Our 20s Podcast. So catch you soon. And good luck. Bye. Bye.